0: Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of the buttery sounds of Kyle's throat hole. Uh,
1: no, God, Funk Radio. We've had worse openings. True. This is Peter.
0: I think for every for every opening, we should have like a different, really just terrible tagline.
1: Mm.
0: Funk Radio. We poke your ear holes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Last week we reviewed charles bradley's third album changes and we thought we'd keep rolling on with the reviews since mostly because they're really easy to do and we don't have to do a lot of research aside from just listening to the album
1: and what's better than listening to random people's uh opinions about things
0: about things that they themselves could not possibly create Yes. As much as I love reading reviews, I always think of that in the back of my head. I'm like, these people that review things, movies, music, whatever, they do so from a position of never being able to actually create it themselves. Like, I often regard reviews by people in that industry far better than I regard reviews from, like, professional, quote, reviewers. Yeah, you know.
1: yeah, but at the same time, I mean, like the people who are actually creating things prominent enough to be seen or heard are like an extremely small number of people. Very true. So, like, yeah, how you know how many people are gonna, you know, have have experience making movies that can also review things on a regular basis? Very true. Yeah, music as well. Very true. So, with that being said, we don't make music, but we're gonna critique it.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, Peter, you kind of make music. You make really dope. Like mix track things.
1: I've been wanting to do more of that, but it's that. it's it's tough to find stuff that works well together and I don't wanna force it. We are
0: going to be reviewing uh Breakbot's new album Stillwaters that came out on February fifth of this year. We're a little bit late to the party, but whatever, it's a good album. For the most part. Yeah. Uh I don't know if we've mentioned BreakBot on this show before, but they definitely fall into our category of dope things.
1: I don't think we've mentioned BreakBot before. So for the listeners, we should probably give a brief explanation.
0: Synopsis of who they are.
1: Yeah. Now, I always thought it was just one guy. And I think for the most part it is. But then I was reading something about it on Spotify mm-hmm. and it says there's two guys. So I'm a little confused.
0: Yeah. Uh, basically... <sighs> Similar to Mark Ronson, it's this one guy who's kind of a music producer. His name's Debat Berland, Probably butchering that. However, even though he produces and orchestrates a lot of the music, he brings in other artists to sing on Mm, his songs. Um, He collaborates a lot with this fairly famous vocalist called Erfane. Uh, She's a girl with a cool name. And... um, his sound, kind of be, obviously coming from France, which is kind of the land of neo-funk, is kind of like that sort of disco, funk, house music that's been popularized by bands like uh, Daft Punk.
1: So, okay, so I didn't, I didn't realize Breakbot was from France as well. Because I've noticed like a really large amount of this type of music in the last few years has pretty much like all come from there.
0: Yeah, it, it's weird. France is like the new land of funk or something. French funk. <laughs>
1: So yeah, it's, I guess it's sort of like a mix of electronic, and and I, I'm probably going to uh, use the, the term new disco a lot in this discussion, because uh, that's kind of yeah. a genre that I follow a lot, and it does definitely fall into that. So
0: The funny thing was, when I first heard this album, and I was actually describing it to our mutual friend, uh, Dan... The the way I described it was uh, something like a combination of Chromio and Justice. Now, I don't know if that still holds up for you, Peter, after listening to the album. But uh, I think a bit. It's a it's bit. very much that kind of because Justice is, is a, a French duo as well. It's very much that sort of French disco combined with like more funky sort of new style R and B lyrics, kind of like Chromio does. Mm. Now, are we going to do similar to what we did last week and just bounce through the, the full list uh, in order and then play songs that we liked?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think we can go ahead and go through every, at least mention every song and if we had anything written down for them and uh, maybe play like our top five or so. It doesn't really affect yeah it. Yeah,
0: I can dig it. So I guess kind of going down the list, the first song on the album is called Back For More. Uh, I liked this song mm. actually. Um, I found myself actually liking a lot of the songs that uh, this girl Irfan sang on, and this is one of them.
1: You might be looking at it like a, a more comprehensive list that says who it features, because on um, nope, I've, I've been listening to this on Spotify and it doesn't list anything in terms of featured people. So I've mm. found myself in a lot of cases like not knowing, not being able to speak to who was on it.
0: I was going to say Irfan is uh female singer she's the one on that you you can kind of recognize her voice in in a handful of the songs uh she's kind of sounds like a for lack of a better term she kind of sounds like michael jackson a little bit there's a couple songs that really really reminded me of michael jackson songs but um basically anytime you hear like a female singer on this album it's her
1: gotcha well i know she was on a lot of songs on his first album yep which i will probably be mentioning a few times today and that is by your side which came out in 2012. I can dig it. Anyway, um so back for more. Um uh, I kind of like the uh the double meaning of the of the title cuz the the lyrics yeah. are kind of like you keep me coming back for more. Like a man singing to a woman and then a woman singing back to a man. Um but also mm-hmm. I also kind of found it as kind of an interesting way to kick off his second album when which is, this was 4 years after they the uh, the, uh, the debut album and so he's kind of saying he's coming back for more i that's how i interpret it
0: exactly yeah yeah that's a good way to put it it's kind of like a teaser of like oh this is our second album therefore we're coming back to make some more funky sounds
1: uh yeah that's pretty good i didn't really have much to say about it it's it's an opening track i don't think it's really meant to be anything too spectacular
0: no very much that kind of 80s synthy keyboardy sound for
1: lack of a better term. Which I think gets repeated a lot throughout this album.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Very much Cynthia. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, that's kind of his genre. His wheelhouse, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you think it's worthy of playing?
1: Um, we've got a lot of tracks to get through. I feel like we, there's more we could say about some of the other ones in the list. I can dig
0: it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, first track, Back for More. The second track is uh, called Arrested. This one was probably actually one of my top five, I would say. On this album, mostly because, again, Irfan's awesome voice. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of, actually, is... I don't know if we've ever talked about uh, them on on the show before, either. There is an electronic band called like Starslinger. Star Singer, um, mm, I don't know. That has a, a song called I Can't Shake This Feeling.
1: Oh and yeah. It yeah. sounds very similar. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? I know that song.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm top probably butchering the band name, but it's it's the song is called I Can't Shake This Feeling. Similar style, very kind of new disco-y huh. sort of electro disco. And this song reminded me of that a lot.
1: Yeah, this is pretty good. I I I'm probably on the same page as you in terms of like being top five. I didn't I don't know if I would listen to this song every day, but it was uh it was among the ones that I liked. Um, And maybe Mm -hmm. we should take a moment to say, like, something you said to me before we started recording was um, you kind of felt like half and half for this album, generally. Yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of made, like, a pros and cons of here's the songs I liked, here's the songs I didn't. And this is definitely in my like category. Yeah. Um, Easily top five of my likes. So since we both seem to like it and we do like the lyrics, should we play a little clip? Sure. Yay. The I in
1: the Regarding what you were saying, um, or I guess what we were mentioning a minute ago, how you were kind of half and half of this album, when you had told me that, I actually mm-hmm. felt better hearing that because uh, I i i felt very much the same way with this and actually Mm -hmm. you know the first time i listened to it i was probably more like 75 25 of disliking it but having heard it a few more times now i'm slowly it's slowly even evening out yeah so it's not i wouldn't say this is an album that i you know really love but there's definitely some good points to it
0: yeah yeah for sure now funny thing um i was just kind of reading up a little bit on what uh Berland kind of said about the album when it came out, and he said one of Mm. his big inspirations was uh, music like Curtis Mayfield, Prince, um, R.I.P., by the way, uh, Mm. and Michael Jackson being really, really influential on the album. And I think you can definitely hear that in a lot of these songs,
1: that kind of 80s Mm. pop
0: sound, you know?
1: I don't really hear any Curtis Mayfield in there, though.
0: No, no, not as... Not, I would say more Prince and Michael Jackson. I mean, the Curtis Mayfield maybe, because there is like one or two songs that has pretty dope, uh, dope bass lines. Hmm. So maybe that's kind of where he's coming maybe, from.
1: Because
0: yeah. Curtis Mayfield was like the king of dope bass lines. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny that he says that these are his inspirations, and yet I'm see, I see less of that 80s, a little bit less of that 80s pop, and a little bit more of that kind of 70s disco sound. I don't know. I mean, the two kind of go a little hand in hand. One bred the yeah, other.
1: they are a little distinct, and I would say, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I do. I actually have notes that kind of speak to that as well. That I at different points in the album, I kind of see a little bit of both.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So yeah, moving along here. Of uh, th- we talked about "Arrested," the third song on the album. This one I didn't really dig as much. It's called "The Sweetest Romance." Just I don't know. It wasn't super memorable to be me, Memorable to me. The singer on this song isn't. What's her face? It isn't Irfan and. I don't know. His voice kind of throws me off a little bit.
1: I felt pretty much exactly the same way. I didn't I don't really feel too strong about it either way. It's not bad, but it's also not something that really sticks in my head either.
0: I'm not going to lie, compared to some of the other songs, it almost seems a little underproduced, if that makes any sense. It seems a bit more bare
1: bones. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Um, I had a similar note actually to say about uh, in return was like like the second to last song I felt it was probably like the most bare bones song okay, I the summer. yeah yeah I can see but that but we can get to that later I think that was
0: in my don't like list either but we yeah. can get to that
1: there's nothing necessarily wrong with being a more bare bones less produced song but it doesn't really pack much of a punch I guess yeah
0: exactly it's like because it's more bare bones and stripped out, it's not as impactful as some of the other songs on the album that's that seem much more faithful to the source material, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can glide over this one. As yeah, yeah.
0: I'm okay. Um, so yeah. Fourth song after Sweetest Romance is Too Good For Me. The two and the four are numbers, I guess. No. Um This song seemed more like nineties R and B to me.
1: Yeah. Does that I make had sense? a really negative reaction to this the first time I heard it. Like,
0: yeah, me too. Um, to be honest,
1: it's slowly grown on me a little bit, but yeah, I I, I think the I wrote down like that the contemporary R and B sort of feel it feels kind of out of place in this album.
0: Exactly, exactly, and I think I actually kind of wrote that down. I'm like, this song is so much more like that '90s early 2000s harmonic r&b which i mean it's not that sound isn't bad it's just it's so juxtaposed with a lot of the other stuff on this album that it's just yeah. like where is this coming from right like this this sounds so much more contemporary to like this could be uh the weekend or something
1: <laughs> yeah I, and you know if if and uh, you know on top of that this also that also isn't really my favorite genre of music personally so it's yeah uh, yeah I think I, I don't think we would have missed anything if this track wasn't on there, which sounds terrible. Although I will say um, something I wrote down is that while I didn't really care for the the vocals and the, actually the lyrics too, um, the instrumental bit of this song, like the the instru- like if you took out all the vocals and just left like instrumental pieces of it, like mm-hmm. this is easily would be one of my favorite songs on the album, which is kinda of weird mm-hmm. because with like as it is, it's like one of my least favorite songs.
0: I can see that. And this one kind of similar to Swiss Moment seems a little stripped down too. The backbeat is very simple. Yeah,
1: it's it's the music is very kind of like slower and more chill. It's kinda got like that yeah. little bit of like a R and B beat in in the background too. And you know, even even if it was purely instrumental, I think it would still kinda get that same like R and V vibe. But it might not oh, yeah, be as sure. strong, maybe. Bad,
0: yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I don't know. I kind of put this in my cons category. It's, it's not, it's not bad, and it's not the worst song on the album. But it's just, it seems a little bit out of left field, and I don't know. Yeah, oh, that's just me.
1: No, I, 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 it's
0: too, it's too good for me,
1: <laughs> or not good enough for you. I don't know. That too. Um, I think it's just worth playing. Just Because we have a lot to say about it, okay. Hanging on to the strings of you're for me, good for a sinner like me. Yeah, I think it's funny too that, like, the reasons that we say we don't really like it that much, like, I think if you're really into that it's style of music, that's for some people that may be your favorite track.
0: Yeah, no, very true. Yeah, people that are more into that nineties R and B sound probably do would like this. Yeah. Um we should I would say we should ask my girlfriend because she does like nineties so R and B, but she is You kicked her out separated. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so um yeah, that was too good for me. Um the next song uh after that, the fifth song, is My Toy, which this is probably my favorite song on the album. I don't know about you. Uh
1: I liked it. Yeah. It's I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I think it's um it's definitely one of the better ones on there.
0: This song, not that most of them aren't very danceable. This song seems the most danceable. Super yeah. 80s. Super highly produced. The lyrics are just super catchy.
1: Yeah, and I think if there were if there were two or three songs on this album that reminded me of like straight up classic 70s disco, I think this is probably one of those oh for
0: sure 100 um and i don't know just i love that this this irvine girl sounds like almost like a spitting image of michael jackson like this totally seems like it could be off the jackson's album right
1: yeah it's funny because i never thought of that before but now that you say that and listening to it like in the background as we're talking like yeah i I can definitely Mm -hmm. see that comparison I don't know, maybe
0: yeah, the first time I heard it I was just like wow, I almost I almost thought he sampled some lesser known Michael Jackson song. <laughs> but no. That's funny. Great lyrics, very very catchy. I love the chorus. You've been such a good boy, I wanna make you my toy. I don't know. It's <laughs> catchy. And plus it makes me feel like I've been a good boy.
1: Have you been a good boy though?
0: Uh not today. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, yeah, let's um Play a little clip of "My Toy" since it's probably my favorite song off this album. Cool. Now you said
1: you said that you speaking of your girlfriend Tiff, who's actually been on the show at least once. Um, you you said you turned around to this album. And that she liked it. I think you mentioned she likes this song as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think this was the first song I showed her, and she's like, "Ooh, I really like this." Hmm. Uh, she
1: kind of likes that eighties pop
0: sound, though.
1: So oh, okay. I thought maybe it was more of a because I when you first told me, I thought it was more of a surprise that she was that she liked this album as much as she did.
0: Not not entirely. She's a huge fan of Michael Jackson in general, and she likes eighties pop. Uh, okay. Uh, and this just resonates that all like 100 all the way mm. so yeah that was my toy um the next song on the album the sixth song is called get lost the thing i have written down for this one i have no idea why but i said this reminds me of cameo not chromio but cameo the 80s interesting
1: band. i i had written down that it was just a tad of chromio in here but i am
0: yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm sure Chromios probably has a bit of cameo in it, maybe. Right. I don't know. The the super bass, the more bass-heavy sound in this mm. really just, I'm, as soon as I heard this, I'm like, why does this sound like cameo to me?
1: Yeah, I, I can see a bit of that. I, I don't know if I would have thought that on my own, but yeah. The main thing I wrote about this song is that I liked it, but I also wrote, you know, I kind of had a thought one of the times I was listening to this album. I kind of wrote as I was thinking. Um, I wrote, it's a good song, but I'm noticing his sound in general across this album, especially with a song like this. He's moved a lot toward where, like basically the genres like new disco, whatever you want to call it, that he's in. I've noticed that in the last, it's not like he's done nothing in the last four years since his last album, he's had some singles, but I've noticed that his sound has changed to be, Pretty much on par with everyone else in this genre, and it's not very distinctive, whereas yeah there were songs I felt in his original album he he had a much more distinctive sound in at least some of the the songs mm-hmm. and if i if I personally heard this song get lost on the radio for example i i wrote i would I wouldn't have recognized it as a breakbot song um but then the last thing I wrote there was is that necessarily a bad thing and maybe not.
0: It's kind of like what we were saying last week with uh, Charles Bradley's album. It's like it's like he's branching out, and you have to kind of figure out whether you think that's a
1: good thing or a bad thing. You know? Yeah. Well, see, I think we kind of had the opposite problem last week with the other one.
0: Exactly. The other one was, all of it was so similar, and we were, we were faulting, faulting it a little bit for being too similar. Whereas for staying in his comfort zone too much yeah it seems like he's trying to get out of his comfort zone, but some of it just isn't working as much
1: it works, but it's, I mean, it's not it's it's not distinctive I don't hear breakbot in this song I just hear just like another modern good ish song it's it's not bad it's not terrific it's just there and i just- i just don't hear yeah. him in this song necessarily
0: yeah I get what you're saying that's that's probably why i was uh, I was like, "Hey, this sounds like Cameo," and this stood out to me as something more Cameo sounding because, although Cameo came from that eighties sort of pre how to call it like eighties funk, I guess yeah, funk hip hop sound. It it's definitely more distinct than his more pop centric stuff of something like My Toy or
1: Arrested. Yeah, yeah just that. That's just a thought that I had.
0: You know, I I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I don't disagree entirely but at the same time i don't i don't dislike the song
1: no and, and I don't either and the more i listen to this album the less I dislike some of the songs on here and i wouldn't i yeah i like, wouldn't say this was like one of my least favorites i think it was kind of in the middle
0: yeah i would say it's in the middle it's 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 not in i don't know if it would be in the top five but it's definitely in the likes it's probably in my top five yeah mm. okay I can dig it should we play a clip yeah why not Okay. Uh this is Get Lost by Breakpot. So <laughs> we get lost the So yeah, um next up, I guess the seventh song on the album is Turning Around. What I have written down for this is I just really liked the opening bass of the song. It's a bit different, a bit slower. Mm. This reminds me more of Justice than most of his stuff, mm. if that makes any
1: sense. Yeah, I can I can see that. I I I kind of wrote something similar. I wrote the again, sort of like one of the other ones, uh too good for me. I said that I think the instrumentals were kind of like the saving grace with this one. Mm-hmm. Um I really liked the the synth in this as well, I think. I, I'm I'm kind of like a huge sucker for that that whole throwback to 80s synth music that's kind of happened more recently in the last few years. Um, yeah. So kind of anything that has that, I almost automatically like it. So yeah, I, I enjoyed this. That was pretty good. Yeah,
0: it's a bit slower, but I, I enjoyed it. It reminded me a lot of Justice, probably most of any of his songs, and I love Justice, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to fault him for that at all. Uh, I don't know if this is Irfan on the album. It's it, Their voice is a bit kind of reverbed. So yeah It's hard to tell. Uh but yeah I'd say this one was actually probably in my top five. I don't know about you.
1: Um I guess. I was actually trying to think before we started recording, you know, what my top three were. Um I was having a little bit of trouble coming up with what that was. Just because I had a lot of mixed thoughts about this album. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I yeah, I think this would probably definitely be in my top three, actually. can take it uh did we play a clip or should should we play a clip uh we have not we play i was
0: gonna say we've played clips of the last three i don't know if we should save some for other Nah, let's just do it
1: whatever listeners are are here to hear the things
0: (laughs) they're not here to hear us they're here to hear songs
1: so yep uh this is turning around by breakbot (laughs)
0: Yeah, um definitely definitely my top five um upon re-listening to it even again.
1: Yeah. Uh what did you think about track eight, Man Without Shadow?
0: I did not like the song at all. Neither to I'm t- sorry. Near to to I wrote it has annoying pacing and it sounds like shitty club music.
1: I wrote the 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 keyboard that's pretty prominent in this song. I said it sounded a little like creepy carnival music for some reason.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, this song the song that. reminds me the song reminds me a lot of the band Panda Bear. And they're okay, but there's I don't know. Huh. They they've already got that bass cover. Why is he trying to sound like them?
1: Yeah, and that may kind of go back to what we were saying a few tracks ago, how he's kind of branching out in a few different directions, mimicking not necessarily mimicking, but taking stylistic inspiration from other popular artists for better or yeah. for worse
0: yeah I don't know I just as soon as I heard this I was like eh.
1: yeah I mean this is if you want to say like your bottom three I mean this is definitely in there for me
0: yeah definitely same here I did not have a good in- initial reaction to the song at
1: all sorry <laughs> No, that's that's fine how about track nine all it takes
0: I don't I didn't have a really good reaction to this either to be honest I just really meh. yeah
1: that's interesting because this is. Are you opposite? Yeah, this is like my favorite song on the album. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um.
0: Uh. I guess why did you like it?
1: Uh, I feel like the 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 pacing is good. It's, I would say it's kind of danceable. I, actually, yeah, I would say it's definitely danceable, and I, I think part of the reason I might like it so much is that it's the I would consider it the most similar to his older stuff. So, you know, that I was saying before, like, a lot of the songs on this album, I wouldn't listen to and think, oh, that sounds like Breakpot, but this one kind of does. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. I feel like it's, like, the one, of all, like, the little things you could nitpick in this album, I feel like this is the one song that actually got it right, but, of course, everyone has their own opinion. (laughs) I suppose.
0: (laughs) What what did you, you, how did you feel mad
1: about this? I'm just curious. I guess there was just nothing, really, that stood out. (sighs)
0: A little bit that, a little bit that nothing stood out. I mean, I don't, I don't mind the under, the under uh, tones, of the, of the music in it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really listening to it now. I just, I can't pinpoint why I don't like it, but it just doesn't stand out to me. It doesn't. I, maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that I don't like the guy singing, but I can't really necessarily say that because I do like his album 2012's "By Your Side," right. which I'm sure probably featured similar artists if not the same guy. I don't know who it is who's featured on this. Is it Rockazoid? I'm trying to figure out here.
1: Well, um yeah, I don't. Know. Let, let's play a clip of this cuz I would like to. And you can yeah, yeah. You yeah. can keep it, researching. It seems
0: one of the more controversial songs <laughs> as far as us one of us liking and not liking it. <laughs>
1: That was All It Takes. I don't know if you're still looking for facts, Kyle.
0: I'm I'm a little bit thrown off now, and I feel like I'm, I've am i effed up on something, because I'm listening to some of the songs off his uh, 2012 album that actually does say who it features, mm-hmm. and songs that feature Urphane sound like this guy. So I'm wondering if I'm getting people's names screwed up. I don't know. So I guess the next song after All It Takes is Wet Dream, uh, I really liked this song, actually. <laughs> Hopefully hmm. this is one we agree on.
1: This is the shortest track.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, it is.
1: Just a little over... not even two and a half minutes.
0: I wrote down as I was listening to it that it reminds me... Uh, because of the kids and stuff talking at the beginning, it reminds me of MGMT's kids. <laughs> but <laughs> the... The super... as it kind of progresses... And that's what I think of like I like about the song too is it's very much a progression. Mm, it yeah, builds up. Yeah. And once it gets into that weird like really fast kind of keyboarding synthy stuff, it actually kind of reminded me of uh
1: Dire Straits Money for Nothing. Interesting. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of that.
0: Cuz it it starts to get really fast, really synthy, really it, that kind of like fast electro guitar whine, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to describe that sound, that huh. kind of whiny 80s sound. But yeah, I liked this because of the buildup.
1: I I wouldn't say this is one of my favorites, but because um, like, I think that some of the weird sound effects in this kind of throw me off, like the kids in the background and like mm-hmm. the guy in the water or something near the beginning. Yeah, that kind of throws me off. But like the instrumental part of this, I think is really well done.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's the kids or the weird splashing in the middle, but the song reminds me of like a really good pool party song.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Although second. I really
0: hope someone's—I really hope someone doesn't have a wet dream in the pool.
1: God. <laughs> um, do you want to play a clip of this, or no?
0: Uh, if you want to,
1: we'll let the listeners listen to it on their own time.
0: Yeah. There's one other song that I do want to play a clip to. Another we've played a decent amount of clips, so I want to savor it, which is actually the next song. Oh, okay. Uh, too soon. This one I probably have to say I like the lyrics to the most, and this one seems like this particular song has the most soul out of any other songs, hmm. any of his songs, I guess.
1: I, I wrote that this reminds me more of 70s disco than anything else on this album.
0: Yeah, this song, this song and my toy were really kind of vying for the top spots for me. Um, both that chick singer who I'm probably messing up their name, I think it's Irfan, but now I'm second-guessing myself, sorry. If I'm totally off, or frame, whatever. Words are hard. <laughs> yeah, I really dig the song. This is easily in my top five, if not my top three. And ju- it's easily just as catchy as My Toy. Hmm. But it seems like the the woman singing in the song is putting a bit more passion into this than My Toy. My Toy just seems like fun and bouncy. This one seems like there's more emotion behind it.
1: Mm, yeah yeah for sure
0: yeah i don't know i just can't pinpoint i can't pinpoint what this sounds like but it sounds very familiar it, to me
1: it reminded me a lot of like like i said like a lot of actual disco stuff um i think part of it had to do with some of the instrumentals like the piano being like a prominent thing and that was that was a disco thing with mm-hmm. a lot of artists um the style of vocals too i think is definitely playing toward that um yeah i'm trying to think of who i i still haven't kind of pinpointed who in that kind of old genre that this reminds me of I know right I mean it's kind of along those lines but maybe it's just because I I'd actually written that this is this is kind of a hybrid between 70s disco and like the newer more contemporary new disco style mm-hmm. which may be why it's not immediately reminding me of anything older
0: maybe Tina Marie a little bit I kind of say I kind of hear a little bit of that even Maybe. I don't know. They I'm crazy. Oh, she died. Sad. I didn't know.
1: So, did, did you say you wanted to play a clip of this one?
0: Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to. <laughs> now, I know we were talking about how uh, his song uh what was it all it takes or something or the one that sounds like his old, old stuff
1: uh, Um, i I wrote all it takes had yeah, that, yeah.
0: now it, it, that uh, sounds a bit more like his old stuff but this song like too soon my toy um uh arrested if this is the genre, if this is one of the directions he's trying to go in i think this is probably his best
1: branching out i would agree with you there
0: Bit more a bit more seventies disco, a bit less eighties, I don't know. Yeah. At, yeah
1: there's words. definitely that in there.
0: Whatever this whatever this this sound he's harnessed in these particular songs, these ones are the ones that stood out the most to me and I really dug. So mm-hmm. I hopefully he I guess continues in that direction. Speaking of direction, we should probably move forward because we have two songs left. Uh yes. second to last song is In Return. What do I have written for this?
1: Uh this is definitely in my bottom 3.
0: <laughs> mhm. I said it was a little slow. Sounds pretty different from anything else that in the album but not in a good way.
1: Yeah, it just does. It, this is another one that really sticks out like a sore thumb. Not even in the pacing per se. I mean, that's part of it, but just stylistically as well. It doesn't sound like anything else on here. Yeah. It just doesn't even sound like it belongs on this album.
0: Exactly. Best way to put it. It sounds like, it sounds very out of place um
1: i did mention earlier that i felt this one was pretty stripped down as well i mean yeah oh yeah
0: probably the most yeah i don't know this it's you you hit the nail on the head no pun intended uh it stuck out like a sore thumb
1: How was how was the pun because you hit because your thumb is sore because you hit it with a hammer
0: i don't know i probably yeah (laughs) isn't that a thing isn't that a saying i don't know probably like the nail that sticks out gets hammered down, or isn't that a thing?
1: I don't know. Mm, I don't know.
0: So yeah, um, exactly, definitely bottom three. Similar to the the song "Too Good for Me," a little slow, just odd, oddly paced. You know what this seems like? Even though this this album came out in February, it's like he want, he tried really hard to make like a very poppy, bouncy summer album, but then he's like. Oh shit! I'm releasing this from February. I have to put in some slow shit because <laughs> it's still raining or snowing or whatever. You know this this album should <laughs> have came out like a month from now, not in February.
1: And then change some of the songs, you mean?
0: And then strip down, yeah, strip down some of the songs and make it more of like a good summer dance album.
1: Hmm.
0: And some of the songs totally fit that. Some of the songs are totally like I would play this at a pool party i would play this at a barbecue i'd play this while you know cruising in the car with my top down
1: with the car top down and with your top down
0: both <laughs> um but then there's songs like this that i'm just like this just brings me down man
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh speaking of slowing things down the last and final song off the album which is also the title song still waters
1: oh i just realized that <laughs>
0: The fact that this was instrumental kind of stood out to me, and I'm just like, "Damn, I wish Urfan was singing on this or something." Because mm. <laughs> I, I think that was one of the things I dug most about this album was her voice.
1: Mm.
0: It's not bad, and it just, and it sounds like a great backing beat to a song that could have great lyrics, mm. but it almost seems because of that, it's like it's unfinished. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good way to put it. I was kind of digging around for Breakbot, seeing other reviews of this album. And a, um, reviewer from Gigwise, uh, I want to say Jonathan Uliot, kind of, kind of had a, a poignant, uh, poignant point here about this album that, he, I mean, he kind of described better than I suppose I could. He says that here that Breakpot's weak point has always been combining slick beats with romantic but generic lyrics to accompany. Upon first listen, their style is one to firmly grasp the attention of your ears, Soon realizing that the 2D nature of the individual songs are kind of, I guess, two dimensional. Uh, I kind of, I'm summarizing here a bit. Uh, it's a sunny, it's, he says, uh, we have a sunny album to bop to, but why not accompany that notion with thicker soul, channeling the genre roots and developing personality a little bit more?
1: I kind uh, of agree with that a little bit. This is in regards to this album. Or just in general, the break. No, this particular album. Okay, Uh, that's actually. I I
0: suppose he's referencing his original album as well when he says that his weak point always has been.
1: Uh, Yeah, I, I think I think that's a really good way to put it. It's kind of missing a bit of soul behind it, and I don't mean that in the in the soul music type of way. I just mean it that it's missing.
0: It's missing a bit of emotion. Yeah, and I think that's why that song. That's why that song, Too Soon, stood out so much, is that's one of the few songs that had a little bit of emotion in it. And yeah. because of that, it ended up being one of my favorite songs on the album. Hmm. Don't get me wrong, I like friend's voice. I love the super 80s sound. I love that she is like a female Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson,
1: whatever. Now, I um, think... And I, I hate to interrupt. I, I was looking up Urfane is a man. So if that's true, I think the songs you're referring to is a a lot of these songs is a female singer so it's yeah unless he's really good at singing that way so i was going to say maybe it's actually him and it's not a girl at all oh my god ah oh it says featuring yasmin
0: yasmin is that the chick okay we like yasmin that sounds more like a girl's
1: name i don't know who that is but she's not a man
0: <laughs> okay well i'm sorry for completely misquoting this the entire time um well the listeners don't know
1: it anyway well, I, true. I, totally. I shouldn't no. just assume the listeners don't know anything until we tell them. That's a horrible thing to think. <laughs>
0: Peter, this is why people don't listen to us. That's true, no one will hear that. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, uh, if that is indeed true, I want to say that it is Yasmin on a lot of these songs, uh, considering that I'm looking at a live recording here and it is a woman singing, and it says featuring Yasmin, and it sounds like the girl on a lot of these songs so if that's true yay for Yasmin uh, sorry for a lot of the songs that I've been mentioning that I thought was Urfrain was actually Yasmin I think Urfrain is the guy on the song All It Takes because mm. on his previous album a lot of the songs that say featuring Urfrain sound like that
1: yeah like one, one of the more prominent ones the older songs that he was on was Baby I'm Yours which I think is easily one of the more better known BreakBot songs Mm-hmm. so yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared. <laughs> um. But yeah. Kind of going back. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, we kind of got sidetracked there, but I, regarding what that interview was saying, or not the interview. Sorry. The the review was saying mm-hmm. about it. I, I think we kind of everything we've kind of said in this episode kind of reflects what they were saying. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what made me think of this. Well, I, I do know what made me think of this, but it's just kind of a weird example. I was I just thought of uh, Caravan Palace. Obviously, like uh, uh, genre-wise, very different group. But yes, I was. Uh, I think I'm making a mental comparison between their first and second albums. That's a case where you can see, you can hear, like in a um, like a development of how you know how they're how they're kind of refining their sound a bit and changing a bit from what it was in their debut. But it was all very consistent throughout the album. Like, any song from that album, you could tell it was them. So, to me, it's not that I'm against BreakBot um, developing or advancing their sound over time. It's just that it feels really inconsistent right now.
0: Yes. That's a good way to put it. So, yeah.
1: I think we've uh, beat this horse to death. We've we've broken BreakBot. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah.
0: We covered all the songs. We played what we liked. Listeners tell us what you did or didn't like. If you guys have heard, listened to the album like we have, maybe you have a totally different opinion of it. Uh, But you can let us know on Facebook.com/slash/getyourfunk or SoundCloud.com/slash/getyourfunk, where you can actually comment uh, on the track itself. Mm -hmm. Like when you comment, it shows up in parts of the track. I don't know SoundCloud. (laughs) It's magic.
1: So, yeah, um, that was our review of Breakbots uh, Still Waters. So, we encourage you, listeners, to go give it a listen. Um, if you want to buy it, that's cool. If you want to be like me and listen to it on Spotify for free, that's also cool.
0: Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs>